Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. You're joined with myself, Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Finance Bible, Oscar. Mate, beautiful day today. It's Friday, it's payday, the weather's good, the sun's out, we've gone to the gym, beach the Savo, Long Island's on the weekend. Everything is booming, mate. <laughs> mate, can't complain. Sun's out, gums out, as we say. I reckon we might have to go down to the beach at lunch, um, get the rigs out and, and enjoy the sunshine while we can. Get the rigs out. Today we're talking about property investing and why we think it is key to building wealth. I do think generally when people think of property straight away, your mind goes to buying a house, buying a home, buying an apartment to live in. And no one actually really thinks about buying a property for investment purposes, solely for investment purposes. But I know ourselves, we're very big into property investing and we have figured out some reasons to tell you guys why we believe it is extremely beneficial and it is vital to building wealth. Firstly, one of them is it's a relatively safe asset class. The ASX and investing into the stock market compared to the property, it's going to outperform, but the risks associated to it and the volatility, you never know what will happen. Uh, but with property, you know that's relatively safe and there's steady growth over time with rental income. If we take the example of COVID, great example, very recent, the share market actually tanked it. It dropped about 30% across the board within a three-month period or a four-month period. Property, on the other hand, went up in value. I mean, it didn't straight away. There was no initial huge crash for property that didn't have a 30% drawback. We're now at a position where it's actually gone up 15 to 25% over the year. In terms of risk and safety in an asset class, property does tend to not be as volatile as shares. Exactly right, mate. And look, a good thing about investment properties, it's going to pay your income. That's why we purchase these properties. That's why we invest to get paid to make some money. If you buy your own house, like we said a few weeks ago in one of our old episodes, congratulations, massive accomplishment, but the real thing is that's never going to pay you an income. If you just have one home for the rest of your life and no assets, where where is your money going to come from? Investment properties are the tool to get you paid. They can help you build your wealth over time and accumulate a variety of properties into your portfolio, which will build your wealth dramatically. Mate, reason two, touch on it, let's go. This one's a little bit more complicated to understand without visuals. Basically, from day one of obtaining that property, you've got an increased asset base. So what that means, for example, is if you put 100 grand into the share market, you've got 100 grand in the share market. If you put 100 grand into a $600,000 property, then your asset base is 600,000 as opposed to the 100,000. When you've got the asset base of 100,000, you obviously get returns on your 100,000. When your asset base is 600,000, you get returns on the 600,000. So you literally just increase the amount from the, from the get-go. And the good thing is the returns of that will compound over time. And because it's a larger amount compounding over time, long-term, it will have a larger impact. For example, if your 80 grand of shares double, then you've got your 160. But if you're 500,000 or your half a million in property doubles, you've got a million. So then you're in a position where you've gone from 80 grand to 1 million, where your shares have gone from 80 grand to 160,000. And if any of that confuses you guys, with Zeke, what Zeke's saying, put the uh, speed of the podcast down to 0.5 and then go really slow. <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out and we'll walk you through it a bit differently. Um, 
Another good point of investment properties and why they are extremely great tools for building wealth is the equity. A lot of individuals ask, why would I buy a property? Because I'm going to be paying it off for 30 odd years. I'm stuck in the property. Not the case. When you purchase the property, say in three years time, the value of that property will go up and your mortgage repayments will go down because you've been paying off for three years. What the gap in between is, the difference between the value and what's owed is called the equity. For example, if it grows a shitload in one year or in two years and you're continuing to pay it off, you build up quite a bit of equity. And the good thing about that is you can actually take out that equity and use that for a deposit for another property. So if you're wanting to build an investment portfolio of properties, take that equity out, pop it for another deposit for a new property, investment property that is, or if you are wanting to buy a home down the track, you can do it for a family home. But having the access to that equity is key um, and it just gives you a lot more opportunity and a lot more opportunity in ways you can make a lot of money down the long run. The equity as the price goes up and same with your home, like if you've got a home, you can do it as well. Uh, it's just a bit different the way the interest works and everything. If you buy a property and let's use last year or this year as an example, half a million dollar property goes up about 20% um, over the year, you made a hundred grand. That hundred grand, if you've, you've got the borrowing capacity, you can pull equity out of that and use it to purchase another property. Whereas in your shares, you can't really pull the money out, leverage into another asset. Another one to touch on quickly is using the cash flow of the property to purchase items you love or more investments. You're getting paid rent on a half million dollar property, assume it's in the Gold Coast, probably going to be getting paid $550 a week rent. That rent that comes in is going to be repaying the mortgage um, itself pretty easily. And you're then in a position where you've got overflow cash flow from that property itself. If you're into those status items like cars or anything like that, go buy yourself a car with that you know, excess cash flow, happy days. A lot of people I see are getting car loans for, for cars, obviously. What else is a car <laughs> loan for? But they'll get a loan on a car and then have to repay an amount weekly. It might be $80 a week or whatever it is. If you've got an investment property paying you an excess cash flow of $100 a week, guess what? You've just funded your car. And a good thing about investing in property, if you buy a property which is quite new, what you can do, the tax benefits of investment properties are very, very good. So what you can do, day dot, you can claim the depreciation from that property up to 40 years. So every single year, you can claim depreciation when it comes tax time. You can also claim the property expenses that you're paying on that property. And you can also claim the interest that you're paying on the property. Tax time, you're talking to your accountant, you want to get some money back. Good news is you can because you've made the decision to get an investment property. Happy days. But obviously the returns depend on your accessible income and how much you are earning. But what I'm trying to get at is you do get money back tax time with property investing. Yeah, a lot of people go down the path of getting a negatively geared property. Negatively geared meaning they're losing money each week on the property. For example, a Sydney property, almost any property in Sydney will be negatively geared. Buy one for $2 million, it's renting, it's renting for $700, $800 a week, which is likely in Sydney, unfortunately. They're not making money on it. They're losing money. The interest repayments and principal repayments are more than what the rent will pay. They use that to help with their tax. But even if you get a positively geared property, you are in a position where the property will negate its own income if it is brand new. Through the depreciation, so your building costs, for the, you can depreciate for 40 years, your fittings you can depreciate, and internal fixed is ETC. 
You also get the interest, like Oscar said. You can claim your property management fees. You can claim your insurance. You can claim all of that kind of stuff. So you, you generally end up in a position where you're claiming back all of the income from the property. Mm. So it's kind of like there's no tax negative to owning the property. There's only tax benefits. And, mate, that's our, our plan is to purchase properties, investment properties, that is, build a bit of a portfolio and um, basically live off that, which a lot of a lot of people in the world do. Property investing is a key to a lot of people's wealth, and we believe it is the pathway to become financially free. You can reach financial freedom through other investment methods, for example, shares or equities, ETC, definitely not term deposits if anyone was thinking that. But you, you can reach financial freedom through other pathways. It's just a matter of how quick can you do it and what sort of base level do you need to do it. Yeah. So, And like your education, are you educated in the area? Do you know what you're actually doing? Read up on it if you're wanting to learn and get into it, but you've got to be educated because it's your money that you're putting into these investments. You don't want to pop it in and then all of a sudden... Um, it's a it's a rug pull like in cryptocurrency, for example. When literally you wake up, your whole money's gone. Education is probably vital. If you need to generate $100,000 of income per year, you're looking at $2.5 to $3 million worth of assets to generate that $100,000 of income. You know, how do you get $3 million of shares? How do you save up $3 million and keep investing to create $3 million in shares? I don't think I could. Well, you can't save your way to wealth. The other question is, how do you get to $3 million worth in property? Well, for me, I think that's a lot easier and plausible because you put a $100,000 deposit on a half a million dollar property. After uh, 12 years, it's worth a million dollars and you can pull equity out, get a second one, pull equity out, get a third one. So for anyone trying to build up their asset base quick, property allows you to do it easier through leveraging, yeah. which we've done a podcast on and... I highly recommend listening to that one on leveraging. If you're wanting to learn more about investment property, investing in property, there's many companies which Zeke and myself work alongside. We have connections to that will assist you in finding that right property in the right area for the right price, get yourself the tenants, etc. Or if you're wanting to do your own masterclass and course, Mitchell Lockhart, who we had on the podcast earlier this year, he spoke about how you know, his journey to get his first investment property where he actually went to a masterclass, I think it was a, a few weeks or whatever it might have been. He learned the ins and outs about property investing from zero knowledge. And now he's got his own property, about to buy a second. So there's always tools. Just look around. But yeah, reach out to Zeke and I if you are wanting to get into it now because we can put you in the right direction. Yeah, I think that a lot of people need to have a conversation about where they're going or what they would like to achieve and kind of see a lot of people want to invest in property. A lot of people don't know how. So if you're one of those people that you're trying to figure out, can I do it? Um, how do I do it? ETC, reach out. Guys, we're wrapping up the podcast. But as we said last episode, if you're listening to this podcast on your way to work, going to the gym, whatever you might be doing on a date, whatever that on may be, you never if you're know. listening to it on a date, on my a advice date. to you is quickly turn it off and pay them some attention. <laughs> <laughs> you modern day romantic. Oh. Anyway, it could be good on a date. You never know. A bit of a financial education for everyone. I would question that. <laughs> well, whatever you might be doing right now while you are listening to this, if you can just give us a review, a rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts, swipe down, click on the five stars, give us a rating and a review. Um, it does go a long way. We are getting quite a few at the moment, which is great. But if we can keep them coming, happy days.
Okay, guys, that's all for today. We'll catch you next week. But until then, keep investing, keep budgeting, and and keep keep listening. listening.